This is the Super Sports Schools Podcast, bringing you stories of our future stars powered by Spurs Stake Ranchers. One, two, three, go! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Super Sports Schools Podcast brought to you by Spur. My name is Alex White and Netball Fever is in the air. It's the Netball World Cup here in Cape Town. It's really exciting to have all the teams from across the world here. So we're going to touch a little bit on the Netball World Cup today, but more importantly, we're going to talk about schools netball. And if you don't know, it's one of the fastest growing and biggest growing sports on the Supersport Schools platform. So I'm really excited to talk about it and discuss some of the nuances and intricacies of the sport that interests me as a sports stats and law mad person. But we'll get onto that a little bit later when we do the quiz. Before then, we're going to chat first to Zanele, who is a commentator with Supersport Schools and Supersport. She's working at the Netball World Cup, part of that all-female crew broadcasting Netball World Cup around the world. And she's commentated on loads of the Supersport Schools Netball matches that we've had on the platform as well. Later, I'm going to chat to Carla, a player from Uffies. We're going to talk about the season that Uffies has had and Carla shares some insight into schools netball, what it's like to be a part of it and where she's looking to go in the future. This is the Supersport Schools podcast brought to you by Spur. Let's get into it. So Nele, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Just to start off, can you please introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Zanele Mdodana. I'm the head coach of Stellenbosch University and I'm also an analyst for Supersport at the Netball World Cup. Awesome. I think just to start off, the Netball World Cup, you've been there over the, the first week that it's been on. Can you tell us a bit about that experience and why I'm sure it's so special? Yeah, well, it's the first World Cup um, on African soil and South African soil. This is the 16th edition of a World Cup, and it's never been in Africa. It's never been in South Africa. So it's really awesome just having the biggest Nepal event um, in Cape Town, literally in our backyard. And I always say that I never thought I'd live to see this this day or I'd live to be part of something so spectacular and so special and also made more special by the fact that we've got an all-female crew that's running the show here, you know, behind the scenes and in front of camera. Women are just showing up, taking up, occupying space and doing amazing work. And we've been receiving such great feedback from, um, you know, um, the viewers of the work that the women crew is doing. And I mean, just to know that the World Cup is is we're getting international, uh, we're sending out international feeds. In so our work here in South Africa is being recognised internationally. I think that's so special. And a couple of weeks ago, when I was up at Multi Choice, we were doing some recording for this podcast. We were told about the the all female crew, and I thought that was so cool. And it's a first of its kind, which is amazing. It's the first World Cup on African soil, as you said, which is also amazing being a part of it i mean are you just having a lot of fun i'm sure obviously hard work goes into it i know hard work goes into analysis but i'm sure there's lots of fun as well yeah it's it's obviously it's hard work you need to do your research you need to be prepared because you're sending out you know to to the rest of the world um what's happening here but more than that it's so much fun it's it's the vibe is is unbelievable, you know, and you and you connecting and uh, with um, people that you that you don't know, people that you've played with before that are now uh, part of the commentary crew and commentary team. Uh, you're building relationships and forging forging strong relationships and relationships that you can take forward outside of 
of uh, of the World Cup, and it's just been it's been awesome meeting people and the fans when they come in here, filling up the arena. It's been unbelievable, especially when the Spa protests play. The support has been unreal. As a coach of netball and as someone deeply involved in it, how special do you think this is and important to trickle down to the the school level and the grassroots level of netball in South Africa? Because we do have a lot of schools netball, but this this is something special to potentially take it to the next level. Yeah, I mean, you you can't you you can't go, can't expect not to have the crowd in in South Africa. You know, our our mm. fans are insane. Yeah. They just propel and support the small approaches to cross that finish line. They uh, inject so much energy and positivity and the loudness in the arena. I mean, some of the international commentators are in awe of how loud and electrifying, you know, that the atmosphere in the arena is. And uh, that support is huge. It's it's so important. The singing, the chanting, the dancing, everything is here. Everything is happening here. And we as a spa process are used to that. And some of the teams are struggling to to adapt to that noise. But I think after five days, they've come to understand that this is what, that's just what they're going to expect if they're playing the spa process. And at school level, I mean, we've seen school sport, top schools happening, crazy atmosphere around those courts as well. I mean, I know I'm, I'm actually here working with Amanda Maynard, who is the head coach of, of AFIS and how they went out and won top schools this year. And what an amazing atmosphere that was. Uh, such such a brilliant uh, performance from them. And they play that final against him. And I'm obviously from Stellenbosch and Chim is in Paul. Just to see that support and seeing the crowds. And uh, yeah, it's just it just says that netball is is um, well supported and netball is, is on the rise. School Schools netball is on the rise. And bringing it to school netball specifically, you've done commentary for Supersport Schools before, been involved in that, a coach at a university. How valuable do you think it is now that Supersport Schools put so much netball out there? Because it is one of the biggest sports on the platform. And I think some people were quite surprised by how quickly and exponentially it grew. And I think yeah. what does make it quite unique is that it is literally at school level, almost exclusively, it's a girls' sport. There, there, there is no boys' schools, no, nobody plays netball. So it's, it's quite unique in that way, but it has exploded on the platform. Yeah. Having super sports schools as a coach to be able to watch, to be able to look back on games and, and to yeah. talk to players, that sort of benefits you as a commentator. Just talk a bit about being involved in, I think we talk about it a lot for all these different sports post-COVID with this boom of super sports schools. What's different and what's exciting? Oh, what's exciting is the fact that we can see the girls. We can see, I mean, I don't have to be at a tournament to be able to recruit or scout. I can just go back onto the platform, check the games where, let's say, maybe Paul Girls was up against uh, Orania and I can look at the games. I can I can myself see the player. I don't need someone else to refer or say, oh, I, I think you should look at this player there. I personally can go watch the games and, and 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 they're always there. They're always online. And that's really a massive, massive benefit because also if you think about it, I'm a head coach. I'm already, I've already looked for players for next year to come to Marty's. Um, and if I'm uncertain about a certain player or someone who recommends someone to me, I can always go on that school sports platform to look at how that player is performing. And then, I think also it's it's always cool. We've asked this for different sports that we've had on the show. If you were to encourage someone to take up netball who might not have played it before, no matter how old they might be, 
what would you say to them uh, to draw them into the sport? Oh my goodness, yeah. Well, netball is a sport that opened doors for me yeah. at a very young age and it put me on a, on platforms that I never thought I would find myself on. I mean, I mean, I'm sitting talking to you now and I'm on, on the world stage because of netball. And I'm meeting people that I will that will um that I will build relationships with forever. And I can get to experience other countries because of because of Nepal. And also because Nepal is well it's well on its way of becoming a professional sporting code in our country. Um, we see what the spa protests have done, you know, that we had contracted players. So UK, we are heading towards Nepal becoming a career for a young girl where you that's what you do and you get paid to do what you love. And that's also going to help us to become very competitive against the, the top teams that are playing Nepal at a professional level. So it's 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 a sport. It's it can play recreationally, you can play competitively. And it's I think arguably the cheapest sport, really, because I mean you need a ball. Yes, you do need um Nepal shoes. But facilities there and you can get going. It's not like necessarily like cricket where you need a lot of equipment to play. And I think a lot of work has been done to just profile uh, how big netball actually is in our country. And every little girl plays netball. So it's just about saying, keep going, keep playing. Doors are opening. Um, things are changing. Things are becoming better. And this is a sport that you can one day see becoming a professional code in our country. Awesome. Um, and then I think something that I'd like to know, I've obviously been involved in a bit of commentary, not for netball. I always find it interesting. Do you have a favorite moment that you've been able to witness in commentary um, in school netball over the past year and a bit? Oh my goodness, been too many. There's been too many. Well, that's always um, good as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you know when you have those really tightly contested games. Yeah. Um, we had one the other day where it was La Rochelle up against um, a Blue Morph, and that game went right down to the wire. And I've seen uh, Orania up against Blue Morph last year. Um, that was just exciting because Blue Morph have never beaten Orania, and then there they came playing at home and the crowd, how the crowd supported them and helped them to really perform well and winning that game. So we've had moments where you've seen, um, you know, players just stepping it up and doing unbelievable things. The skill set some of these young players possess is actually, it's it's unreal. Um, so yeah, I've had many moments where you want to scream and shout. Obviously you need to control yourself because you are in commentary, but the games have been so exciting and, and you just can't help yourself because that's what exactly that moment deserves, you know? So you actually give it that, um, that uh, acknowledgement and applause that it, 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 it warrants. So Nelly, thanks so much for joining us. Just before we end off, I would like to get from you your predictions for our Spa Proteus ladies over the next uh, bit of the tournament. What, how do you think it's going to go? Obviously, between recording this and it going out, there is a match to be played, but uh, interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah, so the Proteus don't play today. Tomorrow they play uh, on Wednesday. They play New mm. Zealand and on Thursday they play Uganda. Yeah, those are going to be two tough games. I think we're going to have a bit of a tough time against the Silver Ferns, but I do believe that we will um, edge um, Uganda. 
you get the big test in the Commonwealth Games. Sorry, but this is going to be a massive game for the spa approaches to prove that, you know, they're not the team that went to the Commonwealth Games. They are far improved. Um, and you can obviously want to show that what they did at the Commonwealth Games wasn't a fluke. It was they weren't just a one-hit wonder. They are coming all guns blazing against us. So it's going to be an African battle. And that's the one I'm actually looking forward to. Awesome. Zanella, I'm going to let you get back to the incredible job you have covering this amazing tournament. Thanks so much for joining us, talking about netball and specifically talking about school netball. Anything else you want to add? No, all good. Just happy to be at the World Cup and the netball is amazing here. And it's going to, it's a wide open competition that I can tell you. It really boils down to what the teams do on a particular day. Uh, you can have the names on paper, but it needs to come together on game day. And we've really been seeing some surprises. I mean, Fiji beating Zimbabwe, that was, that was a massive, massive upset. Uh, and we, and as we're heading closer to the business end, we are foreseeing a lot more upsets to be coming. Great. Sonelli, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Spur back bacon is like having fillet for breakfast. Because back bacon has more meat and less fat. And we grill that back bacon at 350 degrees. Then serve it with two large eggs, golden chips, grilled tomato, toast and jam. And at only $49.90 for our unreal breakfast. Why not bring the whole family? Spur. People with a taste for life. T's and C's apply. Now to find out a bit more about what it's like to actually play in school's netball at the highest level, we chatted to Carla from Uffies. I'm Carla Prenzler and I'm a student at Uffies and I play for their first team. And yeah, I started playing netball when I was, I think, seven. So really small, mini netball. And yeah, I just went from there and then we played mini netball up until grade four. And then you start playing in the big leagues and stuff. And yeah, the primary school netball. Um, so we were in a smaller primary primary school. So a l- not that much of an opportunity. And then when I got to high school, I started and I played for the C team. So I started out there in the bottom. And then um, COVID obviously hit. And then it kind of put a dent in all our sports activities and stuff. And then when we came back from, I think I was grade 10, when um, everything started again, we started playing again, we kept practicing and yeah, and then also grade 10 we played, um, I played A team then for the under 16 A's, um, we went to Gauteng, I think we came second and then also we played in the SA's um, and we did that tournament and then I unfortunately got hurt at the end of my grade 10 year when I was playing in the provincial teams. So then I had a big knee injury. So grade 11, I didn't play. So I was out the whole year. I did rehab, rehabilitation, all that stuff. And I recovered from that injury. And then this year I played in the first team. And that's where we are now. Wow, there's a, there's a lot in there. It's a story of progression. <laughs> yeah. uh, for, uh, I mean, from teams and mm-hmm. in terms of the schools. So I think that's something that's always interesting with school sports is going from a small school, like you said, um, to one that's a powerhouse of sports, like Afis. What do you think the major differences are between being in that small school environment? Because sometimes you can have a bit more focused attention, but also then having less kind of competition uh, means that it's more difficult to progress. But what do you think? Yeah, I think in the small schools, there is a 
there is space for you to progress and to develop your skills. And I also think there's a lot of more time for you to um, focus on yourself a bit more. So if you want to improve your own skills, there's a there's a bigger opportunity for you to do something like that. But also there isn't that much of a competition. So the team that you're playing in might not play against the other base teams or stuff like that. So you and don't, it might be the only team in the school. Yeah, well. and also so yeah, there's maybe like two teams max in the school. So you won't get that much of an opportunity to to play. And also it's I wouldn't say easier, but it's easier to get into a team because there is only two teams. So anyone that wants to play can get a chance. But then um, in a bigger school, you can improve yourself a lot better because you're playing against better people and you're in a bigger environment. So if you want to improve more, you have to work on yourself and you have to work harder to get where you want to be. And I think that's great motivation to improve yourself and to better your skills and stuff. So that's the one progression you've yeah. gone from a small school to a big school in, in quotation marks. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then also to go from, you say you started C team yes. at Uffies to go yeah. now into the first team. We hear stories like that. It's always a, a good story. So for you, what do you think made the difference? I think grade eight, it was kind of just a bit of a shock. We were moving from small to big and there were a lot of people and trials. There's a lot of kids showing up. And I mean, there's, from A to F team, so you're just like, I just want to get a place, I just want to, someone just needs to see me, and then I need to be there, and then it was a good place to start for me, I think it was the right thing for me, I started there, I could build my skill sets, I also, it then gave me the opportunity to play netball outside of school, so I played action netball also, because I had the time, and that I think also helped to develop my skills a bit more, I had also outside coaching a bit, that because I just wanted to get better, to improve my skills. So I think that was also one of the things that helped. I don't think I made a conscious decision like I was going to play in the first team one day. I just think it sort of, I got better over time. And then when I realized I could actually make it into the first team, I was like, okay, now I'm going to go no, for gonna, it. going to work. Now being part of that first team, being part of Uffies the year so far, the season so far, some of the highlights, how it's gone. I know it's been quite a good, successful season so far. Uh, so to just touch on on a bit of that. Um, so we started our season off with the um, prestige netball tournament that we host at um, our school. And we won first place at that one. And then we went to the Voldeklaver um, tournament. So that's for all the sports. Um, and we also won that one. And then we started playing the league. So um, that's the schools in Pretoria that we play against. Um, we also won that one. And then I think it was just before school holidays, we played in the Gauteng tournament. Um, we unfortunately came second in that one, <laughs> unfortunately. But it was a good tournament. We played well as a team. And we then got the things that we needed to improve on. We worked hard. We practiced throughout the holidays. And then we're going to play the SA tournament this weekend. So we're super excited for that one. Now I mentioned at the start of the episode that obviously there is the Netball World Cup. Mm-hmm. So there's there's fever in the air, there is excitement. And I also mentioned that netball's a, a massive part of super sports yeah. schools and we've seen some incredible growth with the viewing numbers and the engagement on it. And 
I think maybe just to give a, a little bit of a, a crash course as we go into this discussion, talking a bit about the World Cup and all of that, for someone who's never watched netball, um, I think for me, the, the interesting things that I remember from when I first started watching netball, the things I've learned, obviously, if you watch netball, you figure out pretty quickly that once you catch the ball, you can't move. Um, so that's a pretty quick thing you figure out. But the other things, it took me a while to realize that players have to stay in certain parts of the court. So maybe just to, to talk through that, some of the things you think people people should know about netball if they're going to start watching, whether it's sport, whether it's going into this World Cup, but just for interest's sake. Yeah, so one thing you mentioned is that you can't run with the ball. So that's one major thing. And then also you can't hold the ball for longer than three seconds. So you have to play the ball within three seconds. And then, yeah, so certain players can go on certain areas of the court. So... It's a bit difficult to explain without, but like the without shooter, diagram, yeah, yeah. the shooters yeah. will stay in one third, and mm. the keepers will stay in one third, and then the wing attack, the goal attack, wing defense, goal defense, they'll play in two thirds of the court, and then the only players that can play in the whole court is center, except they can't go into the shooting circles, um, and then the only players that can go into the shooting circles are the goal shooters and the goal attacks. And their defense, if that yeah. helps a so bit. I, I think the thing you can gather from that is also that it means that it won't be um, all these players around the hoops, yeah. right? So it, it opens yeah. it up a bit and things can happen very quickly. You can have a goal and then that shoots across the court to another one. I mean, yeah, stuff so, can happen and quickly. And then also another rule is you can't play a ball over a third. So you can't be in one shooter circle and play the ball across court into the other shooting circle. So that's one thing also and then it is a well they call it a no contact sport because there is a no contact rule but <laughs> yeah they bend the rules a little bit they call it contesting so it's not so like sweet and innocent anymore we do push each other around a bit <laughs> uh, that was also something that i i knew it was a no contact sport and yeah. watching it i thought hmm no it's a it's there's there's, yeah, a, so, there's a lot yeah so you can't like run into one another and like, but you like rub up against each other push and, and shove you like and push and shove a bit. And contest. If I ever played netball, what I would really struggle with is the, the stopping um, and, and, and not being able to, uh, to run, obviously yeah. run with the ball. Mm -hmm. So I think it's something you can take is at one and a half steps or something like yeah, what's, so, what's the technical so jargon? It's like and if you, if you land with one foot, yes. you can pick that foot up again, but you can't put it down. So the feet, the foot that you land on, you can pick it up, but you may, you cannot put it down again. So that's like so it yeah, it goes into one and a half steps because you can like mm. put it down and then put another foot and then So you can you can almost step and release the ball before yeah, your so foot goes down. It, that helps with the speed okay. of the ball. So yeah. a lot of players like they call it a running step. So they run with the ball, but you, you've released release the, the ball before, before your foot you put goes your down. Okay. Landing yeah, foot down. So sense. that's the so you can and also in the goal shooting, in the shooting circles, a lot of the shooters will like take a step closer, but one foot will be in the air. That's also so they can get closer to the post, but not make a stepping mm. error. So that is one. Okay. Of the yeah. Just before we, we let you go, uh, it's time for you to take part in our all important super sports schools podcast quiz okay. and updates as it stands at the moment to hear Augusti hockey player. She's at the top of the table with 13 um, and to get onto the table, you have to do better than, I think, six or seven 
I think okay. it's six. You have to do better than six because our table, we don't have everyone. It's, it only shows like the top six or seven. Um, there's no Tim today for you to compete against. <laughs> so you're just playing for a position okay. on the leaderboard. Very quickly, you get 60 seconds to answer as many questions as you can correctly. If you don't know, just say pass. We'll go to the next question. Okay. And we can come back to a question if we if we need to. Um, but sitting and umming and ahhing and eating up time Yo, isn't great. Okay. All right. I'll try my best. Cool. Carla, are you ready to play the Supersport Schools podcast quiz? Yes. All right. Your time starts now. Which city is the 2023 Netball World Cape Cup South. host? Correct. Um, what material were the first netballs made from? Leather. Correct. What was the name of the 2010 FIFA World Cup ball? Oh, no, pause. Jabulani. True or false, Supersport Schools runs a netball news and stats website. True. Correct. In rugby, how many points is a drop goal worth? Three. Correct. Who won the 2023 Telcom Netball Championship? Oh, I've got the name. You want to pass? No, the, Jaguars, the Jaguars, the Jaguars. Western Cape Willows. In hockey, oh. you can sub your goalie and bring on an extra player. Is that true or false? True. Correct. Uh, true or false, netball is the second most popular women's sport in Australia. True. It's false. It's the first most popular. Whose name is given to the Rugby World Cup trophy? False. William Webb Ellis. To the nearest meter, how high is a netball hoop mounted? Uh, Four. Three. True or false, netball is broadcast on channel 216? Mm, False. It's true. How many sections is a netball court divided into? Three. Correct. Okay, we'll (laughs) give you that one on the buzzer. All right. Not bad. I'm going to just count quickly. Six. Was it six? Okay, well, then you, I think if you got six, you might be on our leaderboard, but that's definitely in terms of the, the, the players that we've had and not the old people who know lots about the sport. I think I think after Tahira, that's, I think, our second highest one. I mean, Tahira was just a... Yo, it was a, it was a, 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 a an outlier, an anomaly. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks Thank for chatting about uh, netball in, in such great detail and obviously... You're passionate about it. It's super exciting to see where it's going. And I'm excited to see how this World Cup continues to play out. And uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you. And uh, wishing you all the best. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for joining us on another episode of the Supersport Schools podcast brought to you by Spur. New episodes are out every Wednesday at 7 on DSTV channel 216, followed very shortly thereafter online. That's on YouTube. You can watch it and you can listen to the show wherever it is that you get your podcasts as well. Thanks so much for joining me. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. This has been the Super Sports Schools podcast, bringing you stories of our future stars, powered by Spurs Steak Ranchers.